Okay, so it is season four still. We're still in season four. It's great. I know we always like to look to the future, but, you know, episode 18 is here, and we have some, oh, good guests. I'm excited for it. I like that you looked at me to make sure I understand what episode of season four it is, because I've been getting this no, I look at, left I, and right. No, I look at you because sometimes I forget, so I need to, it's like that eye contact thing. It's like... Yes, that's what we're doing, right? <laughs> hey, I'm calling myself back from the throes of death here, so hopefully my voice holds out for this. Let's do it. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock, the show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, hello, everyone out there, our faithful neighbors. We love that you stopped by. And if you are tuning in for the first time, this is the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock, the unapologetic, relevant conversations that go on between neighbors that only we can have in our circles and as we discover new and exciting neighborhoods. Indeed, and I want to actually say uh, thank you to all of our fans and listeners for all of your feedback on social media and for checking out our pod inbox link. That's meant a lot to us. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to leave us an audio message, free. That's right. There's, Ryan, it's they free. like us. They, like, they really they like, like us. Oh. It's outstanding. Yeah, it is out it there. Is. Um, you can check out that link. You can leave us an audio message. We have some rewards there. So if you want to give to the show, hey, we're not going to stop you. It's great. Um, but before we get into our guest today, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. Okay, Philip, so we have some wonderful guests that we're going to get right to. I'm not even going to waste time because I'm very excited about this group of individuals that have graced us. I am too. Go ahead and lead us into this one. Yeah, so we have a group of wonderful people that are here. Um, they are all about Disney. Ah, that's right. <laughs> they are. All, I'm, I'm excited. You're glowing. I am glowing. I'm glowing up Disney. And if for those of you, check out that episode, the glowing up Disney episode. Um, they are all about Disney uh, for NPR, Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. So we have with us Craig, Brett, and Vanessa, and they hold a weekly show discussing all things Disney. That includes films, parks, uh, invited guests, and they have had seven Disney legends on their show. So you should, you have to check them out. They have a podcast called Beyond the Mouse Podcast, but today they are joining us and we couldn't be more thrilled. Let's welcome them to the show. Hello guys, what's going on? How hey, are you? Good, We're great. Good. Thank you. Wow, <laughs> thank you. What an introduction. <laughs> well, we could <laughs> not be more thrilled on. to have you. Um, oh, you know, so, well, tell us all about you guys a little bit. So how did you, the three of you meet? And, and get together and decide that uh, we need to do a Disney podcast. 
Well, I'll say that, you know, I created a podcast network uh, about seven years ago with my friend, Jeremy Geckner, and we basically just got in front of microphones. At the time, it was one show. It was called Front Row Movie Reviews. And what we did was we wanted to drink beer and talk movies. So yes. we got together, we drank beer, we talked movies, and then we kind of started to grow from there. We had other podcasts that we were listening to that we really enjoyed. And then we all kind of also had our own little niche areas. We brought on someone uh, named Brandon Davis, who really loves classic film. And so that kind of expanded into our first kind of offshoot show, Front Row Classics. And then we had other shows that popped up along the way, talking about 80s, 90s, and 2000s movies. That's called Front Row Flashbacks. And then uh, it just came to me that like, you know what, I love Disney. So I started a show called Beyond the Mouse. And it was probably about 10 episodes into the show. I luckily invited on Brett and Vanessa, who I knew from community theater in the Springfield area, uh, onto the show to talk about uh, Moana, I believe was the episode. And from there, it just gelled. It made sense that these two become permanent co-hosts for the show. And so we've been doing that now for just about five years. And we've had so many episodes together. We're on uh, episode 155 now. Oh, and so it's just incredible. We've actually started to go more to like a weekly um, and actually the pandemic was really the reason why we went weekly and Vanessa will tell you all about that. Uh, well, let me just say that during the pandemic, we, you know, we were able to meet a little bit more because we were kind of sitting at home and not doing anything. And then one day Craig asked us, Hey, what do you think about going to a weekly? And I believe Brett and I said, Hmm, let's think about it. And then the next episode, Craig announced that we were weekly podcasts. So Brett and I were like, Oh, Okay, we're we're doing this. All right, all right. I guess we are a weekly podcast. So that's that's how it came to be. And I am I'm looking forward to what else Craig will spring on us for the rest of our time doing our podcast. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and and Brett, I like how to did keep you... them on their toes for sure? I love oh, that. Well, yeah. How did you get kind involved, of got... now, Brett? Well, I mean, as Craig said, you know, I, he invited me and I and and Vanessa. Well, Vanessa and I have been friends and Disney friends for a while, and I'm like, going, Craig. There's just Vanessa needs to join us. So that's kind of how that happens. So that was it was great. And it's been serendipitous ever since. Now, you know, Craig did say, Oh yeah, we're going weekly in our eyes, both of I mean, there's a video of it. Our eyes both do the cartoon auga thing, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> like, but you know, so so he sort of um he sort of uh told us about that or you know, so yeah, we've already discussed this, right? And auga. But now we kind of we've we've done, you know, trips and that sort of thing, and we kind of spring that on him too. So we get back at him that way. Ha ha ha. We're going to Disney. I, I love that. Anyway. Now, okay. When you guys say Disney friends, so Brett and Vanessa, you guys say you're, you're Disney friends. What, what does that really mean? Okay. Let, let me clarify this a little bit. So I used to manage a theater, a performing arts theater, and Brett would come in at, to my desk and talk to me about Disney for hours. And so, <laughs> hours? Uh, really? So, well, it was actually, it was a little, I was, was doing business there. And then while like, you were there, anyway. <laughs> My How boss productive like, are you, you know, being? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's coming around a lot. I'm like, well, it's your turn to have a, He's friends with my boss as well. So Brett would just kind of ping pong between my office and his office, which was we fun. It was actually it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we would talk about Disney. So then, uh, like, like Brett said, he was my in 
to to being on the the podcast, but it was just so nice because Brett and I had already been talking about Disney quite a bit. So then we just kind of brought that energy and and forced it upon Craig, and and then the three of us gelled. Luckily, like like uh, like Craig said, but uh, yeah, that's Brett. Brett and I just kind of you know didn't work and talk about Disney all day. <laughs> that's what we did. I love it. I lo- yeah. you know yeah. you know Craig when you were talking about just a minute ago how you started off with other. A podcast jumping back just a little bit you know that's honestly that's what we love to do <laughs> the two mm-hmm. of us actually um i can't count the number of nights where we've like got done recording and say hey man can you hang out a little bit longer we can we can go watch the next episode of moon night or something yeah, you know that's why that's why i believe the whole uh, hours comment there because you know every time we get together oh yeah it's gonna be an hour recording no big deal in and out yeah. five hours later yeah, and we had a very similar kind of experience like you guys. We you know, we started ours in 2020, the podcast, and we immediately went to weekly. And yeah, it's not a lot of work, really. Yeah, yeah, we're just like, oh, oh no, no. We, we we can do that and <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, we we lo- it's like kind of you guys. You love what you do. We love that you love that. And so we're we can feel that. Um, it is super cool. I like, by the way, that Moana was the episode that brought you all together because my, my how daughter- far, How far you'll go? Yeah, my daughter and I were, were just watching the <laughs> Olaf Presents little shorts again uh, last oh, night yeah. by chance. And the Moana one's by far the best. I love it when Olaf breaks out. And the, I am Moana. <laughs> I, I'm actually... I, say, uh, I, I constantly tell these two that you're welcome for inviting you onto the show. So I try go. to keep it on the Moana. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Right, guys? Very good, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you get more Disney and less beer, right? Which is probably better for, for everything. You know, we, we, we tend to have a couple of cocktails in the show now and again. And my wife finally had to put the kibosh on that a little bit. She's like, okay, guys, keep it to one. We we don't need the Disney show being narrated by you guys. (laughs) So there were nights in those early days where we would do, you know, four or five shows in a night, just so we had stuff in the can. And those those got testy. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good thing that yeah. we don't do that as much anymore. You can now, start to hear it by the end, right? You're like, oh yeah, that was episode mm-hmm. four of that evening. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this, and this is probably a, a loaded question for you. Do you guys have a favorite, we can start with this, a favorite Disney uh, character or something? Because you all have some passion for that. Is there something, you know, I know you, came, you said you came together with Moana, but is there a Disney either character or movie that you guys were are really passionate about separately or is it uh, collectively you find yourselves on the same page? Oh no. I think no. that we are somewhat <laughs> on the same page with one film. And so do you want live action or do you want animated? I, that's I my open, question. I'll tell you what, let's go with animated. Cause that's where my Disney experience started was with animation before live action. And then we can move into live action. We'll, we'll, we'll give it two categories. Well, let me tell you that you uh, talked about this. This is before everything was rolling for the the show. We were ta- kind of getting to know each other. And you mentioned that you had played LeFou regionally. And I will say that LeFou, one of my favorite characters in all of Disney, Beauty and the Beast is one of those movies. It was the first movie I remember seeing as a child. And so the fact that it also goes on to such acclaim, it's the first uh, animated film being nominated for Best Picture, actually celebrating 30 years now this year as well. First, it's just broad- really first Broadway. First Broadway mm-hmm. Disney show too mm-hmm. that came out, and it, it's honestly holds up as one of the best still to this day, in my opinion. I think there's some great other Broadway shows that Disney has produced. Um, Little Mermaid not being one of them. Sorry for anyone that is a massive Little Mermaid fan. Um, I, I I love the songs from Little Mermaid and things, but it, it Beauty and the Beast just holds up so well, and it's one that it gives me 
for me personally, as as an actor and a performer, all the feels, but as an audience member, touches me just as much because I love the way that that they did the costumes and everything, and even the animation with the characters almost lifelike as as things, and the way they seamlessly brought those together is really incredible. And not to mention the music. So for me, I'm with you, Craig. I, it, Beauty and the Beast is probably in one of my top threes. So I love that you love that. And the fact now, that you got to talk to, to Alan I don't know Menken. if I'm allowed to do this. You can tell me if I'm not, but am I allowed to ask for a LeFou voice from you? Oh, uh, I, yeah, I guess I could do a, gosh, it disturbs me to see you, Gaston, looking oh, so down in oh, the wow. dumps. You've got the, you've got <laughs> the gig great. again. So, yeah, not bad, not bad. You know, hopefully, uh, I, I will have to pump out this episode to some of the theaters around town just to make sure that auditions, they're around the corner, did right? Did you bring an audition yeah. table? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, right That's here, right. here. Just hit play. Um, yes. So, all right, so Beauty and the Beast is yours. I love that. What about your live action? Oh, the Rocketeer. It's hands down. I mean, wow. he's the first. Uh, he's the first, like truly, I think that just ahead of its time, we would have had such a great franchise out of the Rocketeer had it come maybe like eight to 10 years later in the slate of films because it's such a wonderful tale of old Hollywood, which I love. I love classic movies and just that era of Hollywood. And then also you've I got totally this agree. superhero. It's amazing. He fights Nazis. I mean, come on. It's everything. <laughs> and saves the day with bubble gum. I mean, that's come right. On. Like, how can we, how can yeah. we not love this? Ah, uh, Cliff. It's so good. All right. All right. So what about the rest of you? That's some pretty good choices. Right. You go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if we go into Disney lists, we could be here a while. So I'm just going to get right to it. Okay. So let's see. Classic Disney animated films, Snow White, the fairest of them all. Okay. Yes. Uh, for Oh, gosh. Post, you know, Little Mermaid Renaissance. It gets really there's like, you know, top couple there. But um, I'm liking Tangled. OK, I'm I'm liking Tangled. I think it has a little bit of something for uh, everyone. But, you know, it's like picking, you know, amongst, you know, your favorites and all that sort of stuff. So that I'm, I'm I know it I know it's hard. Podcast, As I say, it's kind so. of a loaded question. So I know mm -hmm. it's, it's sometimes yeah. hard to narrow it down. Yeah, but that one. Oh, and then live action, uh, Cinderella so far. Oh, okay. Mm. Wow. So okay. Good. Yeah, so far. The first or the second? Because there are there two? Or the second one's not really Disney, right? No, the, the the Cinderella one that Billie Eilish with, did? Um, with Lily James. The yeah, one yeah, okay. directed by Kenneth Branagh. Okay, and that's oh, actually okay. Disney. Okay, okay, I'm unclear. Yes. And Kate Blanchett and all of those people. I love Kate Blanchett, actually. Who doesn't? Yeah. I know. I will say for me, I, I'm pretty inconsistent. I will change my mind. I, I don't really have some hard favorites. I just appreciate the company as a whole and the the efforts that that get put into creating anything. I think sometimes people want to be really critical and really hard of like new movies and 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 do a lot of compare and or comparison. And I th I just appreciate the effort that was put into it. So it may not be the absolute best, may not be my favorite, but I always appreciate everything that comes out from Disney. I think if I had to pick an animated today, which this will change in maybe even five minutes, I would probably pick Aladdin uh, just because the voice acting is so stellar in that. And it's just, just a fun movie. And then live action, I agree with Bragg. Cinderella is still kind of the one to beat in my eyes. But, but you know, ask me in five minutes. Maybe I'll change my mind. No, no. I, you know what? We may actually test that theory out. Uh <laughs> I'll, I'll, share, I'll share with you all a funny little story that dates me a little bit. So, so uh, Beauty and the Beast was 91 and Aladdin was 92 and I was 11 and 12 respectively when these things came out. And I remember specifically little smarty pants that I thought that I was 
in Beauty and the Beast in particular with the ballroom dancing scene, it was one of the first times I'd seen uh, Disney overlaying CG into their animation. And I thought to myself as a little kid, that doesn't work. That's never going to, why would they do that? That's, <laughs> that's never going to stick, you know? And then sure enough, in Aladdin with the cave, I'm like, oh, they're doing it again. Come on. You know, a few years later, I was like, <laughs> like oh. You're like, they're doing it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you have say in that. <laughs> I was like, oh, CG does work out pretty well. It's here to stay. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a, uh, mm-hmm. couldn't have been more wrong that, about It's incredible that you were thinking about that, though. What did you say, yeah. 11 or 12? Yeah. Like, right. That was, that was a mega My mind wasn't on that. <laughs> My, mine either. I, I do. I do remember seeing Aladdin in the theaters, and I remember walking out, you know, singing all the songs and things like. Same with Lion King. Oh you know, yeah. Some, but, but I remember. I remember seeing it at twelve years old in the theaters, and I thought to myself, "How did the genie know about all those modern people that he was doing impressions of?" The genie. I know. You, you just, really thought into this. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah. yeah. Like I said, <laughs> like, you just stumped the the, the, the Disney fans yeah. right now. I, I saw one too many, uh, you know, paradox time travel episodes of Star Trek. I was going, wait a minute here. This is gonna, <laughs> this messes everything up. <laughs> so, so you guys obviously live and breathe a lot of this with Disney, and people probably come up to you and ask you similar questions and things like that. What's one of the the one critique? that you guys get from people about Disney that that you hear or that that has been coming out recently? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'd say like right now, of course, there's uh, whenever a, a company decides to enter the political realm a bit more than they have in the past, that always going to uh, inflame people, especially, you know, just because we are so political in our daily lives, just 24 hours a day. It's like, you can never escape it. Talk about neighbors just getting together and just chatting about things. That That is something that uh, we need absolutely desperately more of for sure. And so uh, I would say that I'm, you know, personally, uh, very happy with the the recent stands that they've taken um, as a company. And I think that corporations do have a responsibility if they're going to be entering politics through donations, they also need to enter politics with their voice and uh, protecting those cast members and protecting the people that they represent as well. And so I'm happy about that, but clearly it's gotten people riled up. Uh, you know, we have the, the whole uh, situation in Florida with Reedy Creek and basically the land that Walt Disney World sits on kind of being its own self-government governance, but that's being threatened right now by the Florida legislature and and by the governor. And so there's an awful lot of politics going on. And and I would say on the inverse of that, I do think that we also probably all three of us get a little bit every now and then like, you guys are adults. Why do you like Disney? And so um, certainly that's something that, that happens an awful lot, but it's just really like my attraction to Disney as a company and, and, and product is that they make you feel that childlike wonder, but also they have uh, such amazing tales, these these fictions that we love uh, growing up, those stories that they've taken from Brothers Grimm or other fairy tales and adapted to a modern audience. And they're able to share these. And it's just in a way that's musically well done as someone that loves musical theater. It's done in a beautiful animation style. I mean, what is there not to like about that? Also, I, I do think that they do a lot of positive good for the, the world, for sure. So those are kind of the things I hear a lot, of course, but the political stuff that's going on now, but then also the, uh, Hey, what's with this Disney adult thing? I, you know, and just on, on that, I, I just to kind of follow up on that, because I, I actually believe it or not, not being, or having a podcast about Disney, I'll get that question a bunch because I don't have any kids. It's just my wife and I, and we, we, we have dogs, but you know, I'm a Disney plus subscriber and I go, 
I, we literally will go to the movies to see Disney movies because we love the theater going experience. And Philip and I, he laughs at me sometimes because I, I am. I'm, I'm such a, a big kid when it comes to that. Um, do you guys have families or are you adults that just love Disney? Because and, and if you didn't have kids, would you still have the same love for, for Disney that you do? Well, Craig is the only one of us yeah. that has has offspring. So uh, Brett and I are the adults who love Disney. And, yeah. uh, you know, I yeah, it's a weird question to get. Of why do you like this? But I, you know, if if you like theater, if you like culture, you like art, I would say go try to replicate in New York City one day at Disney with with theater. It will cost you a fortune. I can go to Disney on one day ticket and see a bunch of shows, artists. I mean, I'm I'm the, the three of us. Well, I don't know. Maybe you guys feel this way about it too. But I'm really big on the live performers out on the street uh, of Disney, like Main Street, the the brass sections, the percussionists. I mean, those are top notch performers, and they're just walking around <laughs> playing this incredible music. You do not see that anywhere else. So that's kind of what attracts me to it. Um, if I had kids, I would love Disney. I don't have kids and I love Disney. And I'm, I'm sure Craig would probably say the same thing. And uh, Brett, I don't want to speak for you too. What, what do you have thoughts on this as well? I, I have thoughts. Imagine that. Um, the thing <laughs> is, um, I think, you know, as a, as a single person who is a, a fan of Disney, I've traveled uh, to Disney parks with other um, other groups, other individuals, you know, other singles. And each time I've gone, I kind of take it. Um, it's You kind of go when you go into a Disney park, you see it in different ways. Um, I one time I went with a friend of mine who was who was really into gardening. And so I was kind of seeing everything through her eyes. And even after that time, when I go, I, I, I will notice now all of, you know, the flowers and all of that. And, and from, from my experience, um, I, well, I'm a former cast member too. So um, I had a lot of experience <laughs> in Walt Disney World Entertainment. So I, I think what, um, what I brought from that experience when I left, um, I kind of had, uh, my my sort of my design aesthetic and sort of my um, eye was trained through all of the design that is through Disney. So I enjoyed I enjoyed those aspects. And then um, I sort of did a re-career move and um, am now a digital media artist. And so now I see textures and paint treatments and all of that. So, you know, these it's not it's not like um, you, when you go to the Disney park, you go as, as you are. So right now I'm an adult person. So I'm seeing, um, as I said, you know, different painting techniques and all of that sort of stuff. So, so it's not all kid stuff. It's whatever you bring to that. Um, and when you travel with other people, you see how they enjoy the park. So then that becomes part of your, I don't know, entertainment palette. I don't know how are we, <laughs> you I, know? actually, I really it's like how your you experiences, you know, I like that entertainment palette. I, I actually, it's really, really refreshing. That's a good way to put you it. You heard it here first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, as, as a, as an adult who loves Disney as well, and who loves the parks and going to Disney world, I can share an, ex, a, an experience very quickly. I was at the Disney. The last time I stayed with my wife and my daughter, we stayed at the grand Floridian. We had the great fortune to do that. And I just, I'm enamored by that hotel in in every way, shape and form. And uh, people have asked me that question, like, as an adult, how can you deal with going to these theme parks? And isn't it kind of childish? And I say, well, you know what? I was in the little convenience store inside the Grand Floridian. There was a line. Woman in front of me asked the cashier, 
where can I buy a cup of coffee? The cashier looked at me, four of the people in the line, and said, give me 25 seconds, I'll be right back. Came out from behind the counter, grabbed the woman by the hand, walked her out into the hallway, made sure for 25 seconds she knew exactly where to go to go buy a cup of coffee, and then came back in, I'm so sorry for the delay, let me ring you out. Like it was nothing. And to me, that was customer service as it should be everywhere across the board. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was kind. It was understanding. Those, those cast members are trained. I mean, that's what I hear. It, it, the cast members are incredible. No matter, no matter what negativity is, is coming out as far as Disney as a company, you know, whether it's political or whatever, I that's the one constant that I hear. Maybe you guys, hopefully, uh, you, like Brett, you can speak to this as well, how much work and dedication these cast members have and and the reason that they want they want to be there and they want to do that service yeah. not because it's a, a job that's that's all i hear and i haven't even been no it's fantastic and, so. as an adult as an adult you you experience that and you think that's why disney's incredible for an adult right because they will make it an important experience for you regardless of your age regardless of what you're doing it'll be memorable every little bit of it i love it i mean i'm also the person that would probably push a kid out of the way to push a button not knowing what it would do you know and that i'm probably i love everyone's like yep I'm you know that. Yeah. Well. rope drop is for for real oh my okay gosh. if you can't oh handle being at rope drop then don't be there that's all i have yeah. to say right it is survival of the fittest and the it fastest. It is unofficial Disney marathon is yes. what that one is. <laughs> now, now how, how often do you guys actually get to the parks? Because, I mean, with with the podcast, I, I noticed you guys get to talk to some incredible people. Um, but let, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, is it yeah, you guys uh, go as a team or are you guys separately? <laughs> We've sort never of. been together fully. Uh, these two jetted off to Disneyland without me, and they left my invite at home. Um, wow, wow, that, that, that sounds, awesome. there, there sounds well, like no, some will, little... Uh, that was, yeah, retribution. <laughs> so it great. was. I tried to go to the park. You know, we had been going just about every year, and then uh, we had a trip scheduled in 2020, which, of course, had gotten canceled. So I just got back from my most recent trip, and that was the first trip in four years. And that was uh, something that we had decided that we are going to want to make sure we make this a year yearly part of what we do as a vacation. So that's what we're planning on doing in the future. And I know uh, Vanessa is much similar to me. Brett actually goes to the park every other Tuesday. He's in the park. And so uh, (laughs) he's down there quite a bit. Yeah. Well, there's certain, and I think I need to do more research on this, but, and, you know, not to bring us down for a moment, but um, I I lost my mom last uh, May. And growing up, I had been with, uh, I'm an only child. So I'm, you know, we would vacation with, uh, we would go to Disney about every other year. We'd, you know, kind of like do Washington, D.C. or, uh, you know, or, uh, or the, uh, like Boston and that sort of thing. And then we do, you know, we would, or, you know, Yellowstone, all those places. I had great trips with my parents and growing up. And then we'd go to Disney the other year to make me happy. Well, I think they were happy too, but anyway. Um, and so to get back to, you know, kind of the sadness of this year, um, I just needed, um, I've been kind of the caretaker for my parents for a while as, you know, as time has moved on, it's become a little bit more caregivery. Um, and after my mom passed a couple of weeks later, I just really felt the need to get away just to kind of be where I could be, find my center and just kind of be myself again and just kind of be kind of quiet and process everything that was going on. My dad was going to be fine. Um, 
And uh, so I went on a very quick trip. And actually, it I was I didn't really like announce it or anything on on our social media and all this because this one was for me. And um, since that time, um, it's kind of been this place of healing for me. Um, it's lots of wonderful memories with my parents, but it's also a place where I can see beautiful things and do really fun things and meet some really amazing people. And and because I eventually got an annual pass and, hey, we have a podcast. I need to get material and try things out. See, Craig, it's all your fault. And he always asks, you know, Craig, he you can bring me oh, on. Need to do I'm, that. I'm ready. You need any, to do that, excuse. you know. <laughs> Brett, so I'll I've, go with I've you. Gone a I'll go with of times. you. Okay. I, you well, let me know. I'll 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 go with you. And my I've wife would probably gladly be like, "Please, you have yeah. someone else." Oh yeah, you yeah, guys can so, go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been kind of this thing where you know I kind of have had a break every you know about eight weeks or so, and the last one was actually with I, I did see Craig for just a moment there for a quick picture, but did go on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience with five people because, you know, we had, there was a little galactic sticker shock there. So we made it, again. we call it the yeah, house. I don't want, we won't get into that one because I have a lot of thoughts on that one, but we won't get oh, okay. into that well, one. Well, <laughs> I, I am listening to that episode. Who, I'm listening to that episode that you guys, I didn't oh, good, finish that good. one, but I am listening to that one. Well, anyway, so that's kind of, that. that's why I've been more than usually. Usually in the past, I go maybe um, to to Disneyland or Disney World maybe once a year or something like that. Maybe twice. Okay, maybe three or four times. But yeah, like, um, what's this once? Yeah, year? I know once a year, <laughs> twice. Okay, as long as they've known me, I've gone quite frequently, and they make yes, they they comment about it all the time. But I'm like going out. So okay, I'm going to Disney World. You can say whatever you, know, you want. You know, you mentioned that, Brad, and I think that that's that ties back into um, what you're talking about as well. Is that idea of uh, that's for a lot of us that it really is our happy place, and so when when we were kind of going through this pandemic and things like that, we were, I'm so grateful to have this show to be able to kind of bring us back to Disney. And that's really when we started doing those celebrity interviews because we thought they were probably just as bored as we were sitting at home. So we would ask and see if that was a possibility, but um, it, that's why we like to go back. And, and, you know, I do have a, a son now, but my wife and I started going to the park about decade or 12 years ago. And that was sort of becoming a yearly thing. And then we had our son. And of course, now it's like, that's even a, a better experience to be able to go through that and see that through his eyes. Uh, it's just all wonderful for sure. Well, I, first of all, Brett, we're really sorry to hear that. Uh, we're Holy sending, send, sending, sending you hugs, sending you hugs. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank ne you. Never thank easy. You. you know, my wife yeah, lost hard, her mom so. just before the pandemic and stuff. And so um, I, I, so I, I had hugs to you and I, and we, and we really <laughs> Thank uh, you. understand, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that a place like that has someone, you have a, a place of healing. So it's really exciting to hear. And it's a really cool perspective hearing this from you guys. Um, I agree. I'm curious, I'm curious. Let me interject with one quick question though. Um, and, and yeah, I agree. Our condolences on your loss of your mother. That's, that's never easy. Um, it is incredible to hear this become a place of healing though. I think that's wonderful. Given that you are associated with NPR, is, is there anything that Disney does for people in the media to sort of help out with like those yearly passes or anything like that? Or is it all just kind of you're on your own and good luck with your podcast? I imagine that we could probably, um, 
try to go to like media events and whatnot. And we likely will in the future with us being in the Midwest, it's a bit more difficult to be able to make sure that we have the the time and the notice to be able to do those kind of things. But also uh, all of us, we, you know, we definitely self fund our own trips and whatnot. Um, we do know that there are other shows that actually use sponsorship or uh, use patrons to be able to uh, help fund their trips as well. And again, things may be potentially in the future, but as far as covering events, we've really gotten more in on the side of virtual junkets and being able to cover properties that are on Disney plus. We actually have uh, someone heading to a press screening in Chicago for Dr. Strange this week. And so oh, cool. they'll be writing something up. It's not one of us, unfortunately, <laughs> to get in the distance to be able to get up there, but it's, but it's cool to be in that kind of, um, have that ability and that uh, ability to have that access and then share that with our audience, because it's neat to be able to talk to some of these creative people that maybe you don't necessarily see their name right in the title. You don't see that who is the director of Moon Knight, but you know what? Like that person has such a vital role to play and is such a intricate part of crafting what we see as the greater Marvel cinematic universe. Right. So it's just like, it's really cool to be able to get a chance to talk to those folks for sure. I imagine. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I will. I will just say I have to throw this out. I'm. I'm so. I'm a big Star Wars nerd, um, which why Brett. Why I was. I had thoughts on the on the hotel and stuff and things like that. And Someday I did the, we'll talk about that. We'll have to talk I'll, about I'll, it one day. I'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts on that. But I want to finish the episode first. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I saw that you got the chance to talk with uh, Anthony Daniels, um, which I would that was just, a good day. I it would have been a great day. I <laughs> cannot even tell you how excited so I am for mm -hmm. for Obi Wan to come out and you know, for all the things. And, and, and we kind of geek out about that, but you know, with John Favreau and Dave Filoni and, and, and the people and the creatives that they're bringing on for all these new projects, it's really incredible and also incredible seeing where some of this material and, and stuff is coming from the books and the comics and, and the writers and things like that, that are bringing a lot more. Um, do you guys find that there are, that people are, more aware of the Imagineers and the people behind the scenes nowadays more than they are, uh, you know, the face of, of the projects, you know, the, from the actors and the CEOs and things like that. I think so. I, you know, I would say that like in the last 10 years or so, maybe even longer, um, there's been a lot more content creators online as, as you know, we both are, have a podcast and I think, you know, with YouTube being able to share out so much, uh, content from creators, I think people are getting to know those kind of behind the scenes people from the Disney company a lot better. I will say from me personally, I'll tell people, oh, I'm talking to, oh, I don't want to say any name. I don't want to give shade on anybody, but let's say <laughs> a lesser known celebrity. Uh, I'll, I'll tell my family and they'll be like, oh, okay, who's that? And then when I tell <laughs> them what they do, they're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. So yeah, you know, it's not always that we're talking to, uh, you know, the Tom Hanks's of the world, uh, the big, big ace celebrity uh, people, but, you know, we, we do get to talk to a lot of creative people. And I, I don't know, it's, it's so great to get to talk to them because they're humans, they're people, they're creative people. So they usually have a lot of really interesting, kind things to say. There are some that we've spoken to where I think they've 
been through so many interviews with their lives that it's kind of like, okay, media person, what do you want to ask? You yeah, know? I've, I've already <laughs> so answered this a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we really try to kind of um, impress upon them that we're just wanting to talk human to human and whatever you feel like sharing, we're not here to pry or be like an investigative reporter. We just want to have a really kind and, and thoughtful conversation. So um, it's it's been wonderful. And I do hope that through our conversations, we get to give them a little more spotlight or a little more name recognition, even though they are very deserving without us inter- uh, even interviewing them. Do you guys have a top three? Do you guys have a top three of people who you, who've had the chance of speaking with on the oh show? Gosh. I know Brett, Brett's like, Oh my gosh, the list or, or, or I guess, uh, or a memorable, uh, a moment from the show of someone you gotten. Oh yes. With? Well, I think my favorite, I think my favorite Alan Menken moment was with Vanessa when Vanessa has. So what do you have for, what are you having for dinner? Now listen. <laughs> and, listen. No, it was great. I mean, it was a, a great bit. interview. No, it was a great interview. She just, you know, said, what are you having for dinner? And said, chicken and but he said that he was the cook i'm like going when are you going to find out that alan mankin is the cook for the family i mean that's you find it out on beyond the mouse and vanessa asks that question but it was great it was a great moment i have a a a musical parent right my my mom is the town piano player so i know her as mom but everyone else knows her as pianist right and so i imagine it was the same for alan mankin of well what what, who are you to your family? You know, to us, you're Alan Rankin. So when he said that he was the cook, I just thought, natural question. What are you making tonight? You know? Oh, so, so that's how that worked. It was the reverse. That's how that worked. Yeah, I, that I, very, I have well, a feeling yeah. that I'm going to get known as the the crazy lady who asks random questions no, of our, no. our what's, celebrity what's, guests. What's in your fridge? Well, no, <laughs> yes. we, can, we, no exactly. we didn't ask that. No, no. It was we, a we wonderful question. Yeah. yeah. We can definitely relate to that, I think. I mean, Brian and I have had this has similar experiences with with actors and, and, and people that we've had on um, that I think are quite grateful for questions like that, you know, because it's finally... Yeah, they absolutely love it. Yeah, they get to be seen instead of just being seen as X box. Yeah, X absolutely. Character. You don't want to have that, like, um, you can you could always ask, and they've been asked a thousand times, what was it like to film XYZ scene or be on the set? It's if you can dig just a little bit deeper or talk about one of their other projects, then I think that they're willing, much more willing to open up. Uh, and we try to, you know, this is sneak. This is like giving you our, our trade secrets here, but I always try to get a question like that almost in the first one or two questions, because then it really helps open up the guests to be like, okay, well, this person did their homework, first of all, but second of all, it allows them to actually just have fun and enjoy the interview. Then you can get to those questions that are like, you know, Anthony Daniels, what was it like being with George Lucas this whole time? You can get to that. But if you open it up with something different that maybe he's not expecting, then I think you get a better response from that. So, um, so yeah, but in terms of my favorites, I will say uh, we are really grateful to Kevin Lima, who is a director. He directed Tarzan. He directed um, a goofy movie. He's directed Enchanted and some other, and some other, um, movies for the Disney company as well. And, you know, it's just like, he was really the one that gave us our drive to go out and continue to get these celebrity interviews. So that one's important to me. You got to uh, stand out. You got to stand out, Craig. That's right. You, you got to stand you gotta, out yeah, You sure. got to make it to the Powerline concert. Would you go to a Powerline concert? Oh my gosh. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Is that, is that, <laughs> who wouldn't go to a Powerline concert? I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's offensive that you would even ask. I don't know. Uh, no. And so, and then I would say, um, 
you know, I, again, I told you the Rocketeer has a special place in my heart. So when we booked Billy Campbell, uh, to be able to talk to the Rocketeer himself, that's one that, and you know, it, it's funny. Cause like we're in, it's not like, I don't want to overplay this. Like we're in email correspondence every day, but we've kind of ca- catch up, like kept up with each other over the years since we, um, have had him on the show. And that's, that's just crazy to me. It's wild. I, that, I love that. That would be the case, but I think that we uh, try to put in our effort to make sure that we're really focusing on every single guest that we have on. And then that way we can ask those questions. And luckily we have Vanessa that really keeps us honest with that because she is very good at formulating a question and making sure that it's said the right way and uh, evokes the right response. So I've, Vanessa, who are the people that you liked that you've enjoyed really talking Gregory, to? And what are you cooking so for dinner? What am I? Oh, Lord, I can't cook. So who knows? Chicken patties. Who knows? Right. On my All right, so where are, you ordering, where are you ordering or, dinner from? I don't know. She's going to Alan Mankins. I mean, like a Chicken. bag of potato chips, just put it on like a, a you feeding a horse. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's what now the question, Greg? Now. <laughs> uh, what, what, Greg, what did you throw at me? Uh, how we... Former I was, questions. I was saying, who were some of your favorites? Favorite. Well. Who were some of my favorites? The general question. Oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. Well, um, uh, Anthony Daniels was just that one was mind blowing. Uh, you know, as a Star Wars fan, and I'm sure you've all. I don't know. I, I imagine a lot of people have had this experience where a family member takes them to their first Star Wars and film because they keep coming out. So now you can do that, and you know, you you have that that music and the the words are scrolling up and it's just such a memorable experience and then to you know actually talk to one of the actors and and by the way Anthony Daniels his book is so good I recommend the audio version because he does have uh, music in there and it's just really really cool it's a great summer read too but just to I guess my takeaway from reading his book was that here's a person who was a part of this franchise has been in every Star Wars film and in the beginning he was um kind of unseen he wasn't really uh included in the in the media tour you know we obviously had Princess Leia and and Luke Skywalker they were the big stars but people kind of forgot about him in those early days and so it was really nice to give him a little bit more spotlight to spotlight his book and and he was just so great and I think he even gave us feedback like that he really appreciated our questions and it was just it was great seeing him as a human being it's like he's a person and so be kind to him and and respectful and and so it's just and then for us as fans it was just incredible to get to have like this human conversation it didn't feel like talking to a celebrity it felt like talking to another person so that was one of my favorites i have to say another one of my favorites is yvette nicole brown because she loves herself some Brett Rutherford. She oh loves his gosh, little hair, his little beard, his little face. Little face. I, I know. I, <laughs> speaking like, of being unseen, Craig and I completely like, faded in the background in that moment. These I two had like a love connection. On the I don't know. She, her eyes were just focused on Brett. No. The whole time. I'm like, I, like going, I, I had the validation <laughs> that I wanted my entire adult life. So I'm like going, I thank her. And I, and yeah. So yeah, yeah, if it was a Zoom, you know, you know, Brett now that she would have had you front and center like on the zoom and you guys at the <laughs> top of the smaller boxes. I, I do not know, but it was a very, it was a very kind, kind words that she said to still live in my heart. Forever. I love it. Good answers. So, Good answers. I like yeah. it a lot. You and know. since then, Brett has been known as the thirst trap of our podcast. Oh, stop. So wait, you have to explain that a little bit. What is the, a what does that mean? Trap? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. it means I, that someone is so handsome, yummy, yummy, that they're there for visual. And so that's what Brett brings to the table more than anything else is that no, handsome. Yeah, that's what he does. He I, doesn't I edit or me. anything like that. You, you anyway, trap. So. I would be the thirst it trap. It was funny. <laughs> Chambers of thirst trap. <laughs> There was a particular picture of me and Batu when I was like doing this Jedi thing that I guess I had it going on. Anyway, I don't know. It, it's the beard anyway. bomb, man. I'm telling you. There you, you go. There awesome. you go. But I know we want to get you guys out of here soon. Um, uh, so uh, we want to thank you for your time. We don't want to. Uh, we could keep you here all day. That's yeah. Uh, but um, we'd be happy. <laughs> uh, but I guess one thing I, I for you, Craig, I, I, I'm kind of curious about this. Do you still geek out? And maybe for all of you, do you guys still geek out when you go back and and think about some of your experiences or, or, or your expressions with people that don't experience this just as big. I mean, especially for you with your, your kids. I mean, do you find yourself almost being like, you know, oh my gosh, you got to watch this, you know, you know, versus just, I mean, I, I find I do that because I quote and I'll sit there and I'll tell my, oh, you know, I've, you've seen this movie a hundred times or you've seen this or talked about this so much. And I still feel like I'm, I'm just glowing about it. Do you guys find yourself that happens more now as you get older or, or you feel it's always been that same level. It's such a really cool experience to be able to re um, see this through uh, my son's eyes because showing him these movies uh, it's so interesting to see how he responds to different things. You know uh, we talked a lot about Aladdin here and the animated Aladdin. I'll tell you that um, the new live action Aladdin is that's my son's Aladdin, you know? So like to be able to see some of these like live actions come to life. And so, yeah, Robin's always going to be my genie. And, you know, I know that um, Will Smith's performance in Aladdin really slapped. So it, uh, he's Craig, going to be the uh, genie for my son moving forward, I'm sure. But, you know, it just like, it's so cool to see those. And then I also think that because of these interviews and because of the shows that we've been doing, I kind of appreciate things when I go back and see the parks. Like when I was in the park, we had talked to a lot of the Imagineers who put together these rides. Vanessa mentioned earlier, like when your family doesn't really understand who you're talking to. We talked to a Disney legend named Tony Baxter. And most of your listeners may not know who Tony Baxter is, but he single-handedly helped design and develop so much of what we care about in the Disney parks today. And so us getting the experience to have an hour and a half of his time and for him to show us like original concept art in his office and things oh, like wow. that while he's talking yeah. to us. Do you want to see figment? Way. Yeah. And then you, you go to the park and you're like, I just talked to the there guy that is. put this together, yeah. that, that created this, this attraction that literally millions of people enjoy every single year. And we got a chance to talk to him. So, I mean, that's just something that, that goes along with the podcast. It's been amazing to have that experience uh, throughout our entire time. And, and I never get jaded about any of that, <laughs> you know, like Yay. it's just incredible to, to have those experiences. Well, I must say oh, that I must say that I, from time to time, need a Disney break because we kind of sound that we are Disney twenty four seven, which we are not. We are real human beings with jobs and other interests. It's just our podcast is about Disney and Marvel and everything and Star Wars and everything that Disney uh, owns and sort of intellectual property and parks and the world and everything. And you know, so we do take a break from that, and I do need to take a break from that. But as as Craig said, when we go into the parks, I'm like, I, I'm seeing. Uh, uh, now the parks through the experience of a podcaster and because we've had these just amazing interviews i you know i'm i'm in the little mermaid attraction and i'm you know hearing jody benson i'm like well, we talked to her i'm you know we see the designers <laughs> and all this and it just is 
just that much more. It's another level. And I'm just like going, I can't believe uh, it happened. So but yeah, very cool. No, I just, uh, you know, two questions that I had before we get you guys out of here. You know, one, you actually kind of hit on a point that you guys are not all Disney all the time, 24 seven. I mean, it's just like, you know, we're not whatever we do all the time, you know, so it's like, Oh, you must, you, you do musicals and you act, you must just break into song for everything you do. And I go, well, yeah, that's kind of true. But, um, but, <laughs> but you know, what do you guys, I guess one of the questions I, I want to ask is what do you guys do when you're not engrossed in, in what's going on Disney and things like that? And also where do you guys see the podcast going as you go forward? Cause we, you seem to have success with it and we're so excited for you and to be able to have you guys talking about it. Do you have plans for the future for the podcast? This will be where Craig surprises us again. Announcement <laughs> that we're not aware of, but go ahead. Did we wait too late? We got a good question, but it, it was towards the end. In fairness, in fairness, I feel like he kind of owes you all one because that whole, like you went to the parts with Adam is sort of the podcast co-host equivalent of a prison shank. So, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, I will say um, it's really cool to see where this is going. And, and I don't, Honestly, day to day, I don't know where it's where it's going to head to. Um, we keep getting those opportunities. We keep asking for those people. We keep trying to get that next interview. And I'll say that today, actually, and I, I don't know exactly in your schedule when this will drop, but today we did announce that we're doing a live uh, we're doing a live podcast at Fan Expo St. Louis. And so, trying to get into that Comic Con scene potentially that might lead to something more in the future. And so, it's just cool to have the experiences that we've had and to be able to meet the people that we've met other content creators. Those are some of my favorite episodes because those folks have just become friends with us and getting to talk to them about Disney, but also just about their lives and everything else that's going on. You know, you mentioned what else do you do other than Disney? I, I really enjoy theater. I love doing that. I love uh, hanging out with my son. I do have another show all the, the dedicated to Ted Lasso. So I certainly love that show. Oh as well. yeah. You but, need to put, uh, you need to send us that too. I, I want to check yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah. I'll, I love sure. me some I'll, Ted I'll Lasso. Brett will tell <laughs> talk you. Talk about, about it if you want to. Much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. but no, no, the, no, not at all. But then, you know, it's just, it, it's just really cool to be able to have these experiences and to be able to meet people virtually like the two of you and just have that like, shared common interest, but then also just get to chat about things that are going on. It's just been lovely to be able to do that for sure. Oh, we can relate to that for sure. Uh, to answer your question, your episode will drop uh, Friday, May 6th. Before you all do uh, sign off though, I've got a dark side of Disney question for you. I cannot help but ask it. Just each of you, your opinion, yay or nay, do you think Disney gives Johnny Depp a public apology in the end? Ooh, okay. Like we <laughs> could have a whole nother. Like yeah. So that, you want to know what I do outside of this? It's grad <laughs> school and follow the herd debt trial. Okay. Uh, Lord, I don't know. I mean, so as we're filming this, we haven't heard herds, uh, witnesses that she's going to be bringing it's basically been depths witnesses at this time i'm sorry it's not looking super good for her but we don't know her side of the story just yet we haven't heard it so we'll have to see but you know um i i think that would be very interesting it may not be a bad idea for disney to apologize will they apologize i don't know i don't know that they will i mean depths kind of basically said that he has no interest in coming back as captain jack Sparrow, which is such a bummer because i would love to see him have a farewell film, but yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, but time will tell. 
And, and, okay. Well, oh, go ahead, Brett. I thought you were you were doing some hand gestures. I thought you were going to bring something up. That's just raising his price. <laughs> and clearly, after all <laughs> yeah, of this, exactly right. he is needing yeah. some coin. So yes, he will be welcomed back. I am sure. You know. So that's really all I Do have to say. Do they apologize? Yeah, or nay. Do they apologize? They'll apologize in the form of another film and a big check. And a big check. I like that. I would say, you know, I think that we have a roadmap for how this works. And that is that James Gunn was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for some past tweets that he had already recanted and talked about publicly. And then uh, he was brought back on. Now, you did not have in that, you did not have the Walt Disney Company say, hey, we, we made a mistake here. He had already recanted a lot of this stuff. They just kind of were like, guess what? James Gunn is back. And so I think that that's probably more likely the way that they would handle a situation like this. Um, clearly, we are learning a lot, an awful lot about that relationship and um, just poisonous on all different areas uh, of that relationship. But yeah, I don't know that we would ever see a formal public apology from Disney would be my like guess. It. Yeah, okay. no, I, appreciate, I, I appreciate the I appreciate, uh, Yeah, I appreciate that, too. And, and Vanessa, what are you in grad school for? I am, uh, as of today, going to get my MBA. Uh, of course, we're getting into finals week, so maybe I'll change my mind completely and be in tears next time you see me. But uh, yeah, MBA, we'll see what happens. Oh, mm-hmm. so, then, so who will your favorite Disney character be at that point then? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Who's, who's business-minded? I don't know. Uh, I will say that one of my accounting projects is to, you know, look at the comparison between financial statements and, and look at their ratios. And I'm choosing the Disney company, of course, to, to analyze. Cause why would I not? It's the only way to make this fun. Ratios, not fun, but yeah. Disney always fun. <laughs> well, we want to, we don't want to take up any more of your time. We appreciate you guys so much for coming on and just hanging out with us. Um, you have an open invitation anytime. And if you're ever in need of some Disney dorks to come and, and share some, some laughs with you guys, um, or, or nowadays they, they, you can do the whole sharing watch on Disney plus, you can all start a movie together or something. Yeah. Right. Done that. <laughs> yeah. So. My 11 my year old's coming back. That's never going to take off. What's with the CGI stuff? No, that's, that's never going to work. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with us. We really appreciate it. Um, and you know, for everyone that's listening, if you want to check out beyond the mouse uh, podcast, you can find them. We're almost wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, uh, NPR, Stitcher, you know, you can go on, find them on Instagram, tell them what's up, let them know that you love what they're doing and, you know, share your favorite Disney moments with them. I'm sure they'd love to hear it or what you are cooking for dinner. Indeed. Feel free to check out the links in our episode description to where you can find them as well. That's right. Uh, you, we drop new episodes every Friday. But also remember, Philip, we have something special coming up for us. Our season finale is going to be coming up soon, and we are doing a, a uh, recording, on-site recording at Miss Carousel Bar and Cocktail Lounge here in Houston, Texas. So come out. We'll have some extra mics out. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, it's going to be fun, fun for all. Live to tape uh, about 6.30 p.m. Yeah. May 7th. Absolutely. Hit us up on social media. Remember to leave us those audio messages, and we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, that was great.